God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you so much for joining me today. In every race, there is a starting point and a finish line. And to get to the finish line properly, it is very important to start at the correct starting point. If you're running on a quarter-mile track inside a stadium, you don't want to start somewhere out in the parking lot. How you finish the race will be determined by your starting point. Unfortunately, the world has done a great job of confusing us as to where we really are. Too many of us start our race from a position in our past. We're trying to run the race today, but we're starting on it from a point in yesterday, or last month, or a year ago, when something happened to us that hurt our heart and brought us to a standstill. Moving forward in the race of life requires starting from the right starting point. In today's episode, I'll show you where that is. Give a listen. Many years ago in college, I took Spanish 101. The teacher I had started to teach us by learning how to read. We were learning vocabulary and how to identify different Spanish verb conjugations and how to pronounce everything. My second year, I endeavored to get the same teacher to continue in his style of teaching. Unfortunately, I couldn't get his class, so I took a different Spanish teacher. In her Spanish 101 class, they started with conversational Spanish, a different starting point that led to a different finish. That made the continuance of my study very difficult. So difficult, in fact, that I dropped out after two weeks. I couldn't keep up with conversational Spanish. I was a reader, not a talker. Two different starting points that had two different outcomes. Where you start determines where you end up. As my example in the introduction shows, that very clearly. Being in the parking lot adds much more distance to the race, if not disqualifying you altogether. Again, in my introduction, I mentioned that many of us are living in the past and endeavoring to live today by approaching it from a challenge of our past. We are allowing a challenge or circumstance or problem or trauma to keep us from our true starting point. Am I old or am I new? Moving forward or stuck in glue, knowing the truth or without a clue, what is my true starting point? Am I a sinner or a saint? Am I righteous or is there a taint? Able to stand or will I faint? What is my true starting point? Am I alone or will he always be there? Am I an orphan or his legal heir? Will he ignore me or hear my prayer? What is my true starting point? We need to start from victory, but the challenge is the world has labeled us losers. The world has labeled us insane. <laughs> the world has labeled us victims. The world has labeled us with a bunch of lies. If you think of yourself in a defeated identity, your end point will be defeat. There are so many different verses that show us our true identity and our true starting point. There's a very common description that we use many times when we fail. I'm only human. But that is a devilish lie. You're not only human, you are a spiritual being, a beloved child of the true God, and he is well pleased with you. 
He's well pleased with you, not because of your actions, but because you are his beloved child. That is your core identity. We cannot think less of ourselves than what the Word of God says about us. Let's look at a few things that the Word says about us. Let's start in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. But of him, of God, are ye in Christ Jesus. God has placed you in Christ. Makes me think I'm swimming in the anointing. <laughs> I am totally saturated with all things Christ. I can't think of a better starting point. And this is what God did for you. This was not earned. This was a gift. This is where he decided to place you. So get over your old self and start enjoying the new self. Now let's look in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the Beloved. This gives a bit of a clue of what it is to be in Christ. It says he has made us accepted in the beloved, who is Jesus Christ. So if you are accepted in Christ, there's no rejection. If you are accepted in the beloved, you're also beloved. If you're accepted in the beloved, there's no work to try and make yourself good enough. You already are. In fact, you're righteous but we'll get to that later. Continuing in Ephesians, we'll look at chapter 2, verses 5 and 6. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You are identified with Christ in his victory. In Galatians and Romans, it tells us that we were crucified with Christ, died with Christ, and were buried with Christ. Here in Ephesians, it gives us the next steps of our identity, that we were quickened or made alive with Christ, then raised up together with Christ, and then made to sit together in heavenly places. Right now, your starting point is from your seat at the right hand of God. Now, that's a great seat. It's a seat of authority. It's a seat of royalty. It's a seat of, I'm not sitting at the bottom of the barrel. It's a seat of, I'm not the last in line. It's a seat of, I'm not at the end of my rope. It's a seat of, I'm not a victim. I'm a victor. This is your true starting point. Let's look at another promise. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Here we are before the starting point of the creation of the universe, the heavens and the earth. Before he started anything else, he thought of you. And you were not the last one to be chosen to be in God's family. He chose us all first in Christ. He chose us before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him. Talk about a starting place. He's been planning to bless you for a long time. And he's got a great plan for you. 
as it says in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. These thoughts started before the foundation of the world. His thoughts towards you are thoughts of peace and not of evil. He doesn't want to hit you over the head with a baseball bat. And he wants to give you an expected end, or as other versions translate it, a hope and a future. God is not thinking evil of you. You have been cleansed by the blood of Christ. You're not covered. You are cleansed through and through by the blood of Christ fully. There is no taint, no stain, no residue of your past. Your sins have been separated from you as far as the east is from the west, and they never meet. The Father sees the Christ within you and smiles. God's intention for us, according to Romans 8.29, is that we are predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. God placed us in Christ, so again, that's how he sees us. He killed off the old man in the crucifixion. Therefore, we are a new creation. That is your true starting point. Let's look at another promise of where we start from. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? God is on your side. Actually, God is on your inside. And he won't leave us or abandon us. So if God is for you, who can be against you? Christ died for you to reconcile you to the Father, and that was the Father's idea. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18, it says that God reconciled us to himself through Christ. The result of that reconciliation is spoken of in verse 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Christ was made our sin sacrifice. He took our place on the cross. He was made sin so that we could be made righteous. We are made the righteousness of God in Christ. That's your starting point, and heaven is your finish point. You are righteous now. I am Dennis Miller Dobbin. I don't need to try to become Dennis Miller Dobbin, because I already am Dennis Miller Dobbin. You are righteous. You don't need to try to become righteous by cleaning up your act and being a goody-goody. God already made you a goody-goody in his eyes through the work of Jesus. Jesus made you righteous. Our imperfect walk does not negate the perfect work of Jesus Christ. The more we come to recognize our true starting point of the perfect work of Christ within us, we will manifest all that he earned for us. We must put off the old mindset of failure and being a victim and put on the new mindset of being created in righteousness and true holiness. It's about living in and from the work of Jesus. That's our starting point. Let's continue in Romans chapter 8 and see another amazing promise of our true starting point. Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39. 
For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This list of things is quite amazing. We have life and death, and we have spiritual powers, good and evil. We have things from our present and things to come and things from different dimensions, none of which can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's interesting to note that it says things present or things to come, but it doesn't mention our past. Unfortunately, when we live in the past and deny the full work of Christ, we can be deceived into thinking that we can be separated from the love of God. We separate ourselves by our wrong thinking. God's love has been manifest towards us since before the foundation of the world. God's love has continued perfectly ever since. And of course, we all know John 3.16 that The love motivated God to give Jesus as the perfect sacrifice to take away sin. God wanted us to be a part of his family, so don't let anything separate you from his love for you. In Malachi 3.6, we find a characteristic of God that's very important to understand. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Since God does not change, he will forever be faithful to his promises. He won't change his mind that caused him to place you in Christ, which is your truest starting point. He won't change his mind that he made you accepted in Christ, the beloved. He won't change his mind that he has seated you next to himself in Christ, or that the word says that he chose us before the foundation of the world. He won't change his mind that he freely made us righteous in Christ so that we have a relationship not based on our actions, but the work of Christ. He won't change his mind that he said that he is for us and not against us. He won't change his mind that nothing can separate us from his love. These are the qualities of your true starting point. Am I old or am I new, moving forward or stuck in glue, knowing the truth or without a clue, what is my true starting point? Am I a sinner or a saint? Am I righteous or is there a taint? Able to stand or will I faint? What is my true starting point? Am I alone or will he always be there? Am I an orphan or his legal heir? Will he ignore me or hear my prayer? What is my true starting point? Heavenly Father, I pray for everyone who has heard this episode and that they realize your placement of us in Christ is your gift to us for our perfect starting point. Also, Lord, help us understand that because of your unchanging nature, your promises are faithful. Lord, I pray that we all realize the depth of your love and that we have the ability and the permission to live without guilt or shame or condemnation. Lord, please open our eyes to these great truths of your love 
and the perfect finished work of Jesus. Open our eyes that we have the victory of being loved by you, that we have the victory of the work of Christ that has made us righteous. Awaken us, Lord, and free us from our past. Show us all that we can move forward with confidence that you are with us and also that you have been in our future and planned and provided all we need. I pray this in Jesus' name.